Welcome to Arc Reactions Podcast. My name is John. And I'm Larissa. And this is episode 154, covering WandaVision. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you are new to the show, we will be talking about things we didn't like, followed by things we did like, and finally giving the series an overall rating. This will also probably include spoilers for the MCU movies, since it is picking up right where Endgame left off. So if you haven't watched those either, I would also suggest uh, pausing the episode, finish watching the MCU, and then get back to the episode, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it better. The MCU, that is. Um, okay, so let's start with our, our bad things. Larissa, what did you want to start with? Um, okay, so in the first episode, I think... So so this is following Endgame, so we sort of know a bit about Wanda's powers, and um, we're kind of in this 1950s sitcom. Uh, that's how how the show is starting in episode one for WandaVision and uh, she uh, you know later in the episode she's making rings for their fingers uh, out of thin air just you know to you know symbolize their marriage and such but earlier in the show she's trying to make a dinner for um, Vision's boss and I wasn't sure why she didn't just whip up dinner out of thin air I I mean I think that I think they were leaning into the sitcom tropes a lot in, in this series. And that's going to come up a couple different times here in the bad points and probably also in the, in the good points. And yes, I the, sitcoms have this problem of like, there's usually always an obvious uh, answer, like talk to your, like, like the whole thing with the dinner, but when it, before it even started, she was dressed up, you know, for a sexy evening for their anniversary and he brought home his boss and his boss's wife. And it's like if you just communicated with each other and said, oh, what's on the calendar? That means we're having dinner with my boss. Then, you know, problem solved. So instead of the the obvious thing, there's all these like pratfalls and and hoops that are tried to jump through and and, you know, comic blunders that happened to to make the comedy of the episode so i i'm sure it was it was that as to why she didn't just magically produce the dinner but then i feel like she did magically produce the dinner at the end because it was breakfast for dinner and the last thing she was trying to make was the steak right and the there was the the chicken or something she was supposed to do with chicken and she went too far forward and then too far backward were their eggs and then she's like okay breakfast for dinner and then that seemed pretty fast it was like boom that's there's dinner and she flew all of the stuff to the table but yeah I I was just kind of like but you can just you know snap your fingers or like make it up here and you could have dinner so yeah I I, I don't really understand that that choice which uh, i can play off of of that and say that that whole first episode was 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 a, a problem to me and I, I think it's overall the 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 balance between the the I, I hesitate to call it a gimmick but the the choice of oh let's do a marvel story that's set in a sitcom versus the actual like marvelness of the story it took too long to get to the marvelness so like that first episode is almost entirely just sitcom you get a little like bit at the end there where um the the wife of the boss is kind of stuck in a loop while the boss is like choking and it takes a while for 
Wanda to tell Vision to help him out, basically. Uh, and that's kind of your only clue, I feel like, in that episode that something... It, we're not just in a sitcom starring Wanda Maximoff and Vision. And there's something more that's going to come of this. Right. And it was kind of how she said it, like the tone of her voice telling Vision like t- to help the boss. Um, and But that is at the very end... Um, of that episode and then even in the second episode the next like there's something wrong moment is the helicopter uh, drone rather that she finds in the bushes and it's in color and it's changed uh from or i don't know that we know that it's changed yet no she just finds a color toy in the bush is all we know at that point and then yeah and i don't I can't remember if in that episode it was also the beekeeper coming out of the... Yes, the guy coming out of the sewer, sewer. In, in a beekeeper costume. That was also that episode. So, like, the stuff they did in that episode, I feel like, should have been incorporated into the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then the third episode where we get... Um, or is it the fourth? Which is the recap one? Is that the third one? I think it's the fourth... Okay. Well, anyway, the point at which we get the outside world, where we get um, Jimmy Woo and uh, Doctor uh, Darcy Lewis, and they they get to see the first uh, three episodes uh, on TV, and so they kind of get caught up, and you see what they sent in to cause these anomalies. So, like the radio broadcast. I think that was also uh, episode two. That was with the talent show, right? And then. The third episode is the 70s and it's in color. So, yeah, the fourth episode is kind of where you get the outside world um, storyline and then the recap of the first three episodes because the broadcast signal that they're able to find. Right. And you get you understand what was sent in to cause the the radio broadcast, the helicopter and the guy coming out of the sewer because um, you see them trying their various ways to get inside and, and get to Wanda and communicate with her. And um, I, th- I feel like that's that just needed to happen a little bit sooner because after watching the first episode of this, if I had been watching it you know, that week and had to come back the next week to watch the rest of the, the series, if, if I didn't have something like this, the show where I'm like, oh, well, we're going to want to talk about this. I don't think I would have kept watching. Yeah, I agree, actually. So the way that I watched this was I watched it all together pretty much in in a day or a day and a half. Uh, I watched first two episodes and then the rest of the show. And I think if I had watched this week by week as it came out, um, I would have... Prob- After the first episode, I was kind of like, I'm not really sold, but I've heard good things. And people are like, you're going to like it. And I was not super thrilled. Um, it it took up to maybe the third episode, maybe even the fourth for me to be like, oh, okay, now I see where this is going. And okay, now I'm interested. But yeah, just the first episode, I think it took way too long to get to, like you were describing, the MCU type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also, this is, I guess, transitioning to another bad point of mine is like, I I don't like how they explained the sitcom portion of of the show, uh, like in universe, because what it ended up being was Wanda, uh, after seeing the body of, of Vision, 
you know, and, and realizing that he is truly gone. Like there's, there's nothing there anymore that she, like she tries the little, um, hex magic over his head and says, I, I can't feel anything. And then she goes and like has an, an emotional moment, uh, you know, and, and lets loose, you know, all this energy, which creates vision and creates the, the hex, uh, inside of which is where all the sitcom stuff is happening. And then she's basically controlling this town, uh, and imprisoning real people and putting them into parts and making them, you know, perform in her, her sitcom, which is like her safe space as a child. Like that was the, the stuff she watched with her family. And, you know, that part is fine you know like safe space from child and it's it's what you did with your family but it's the fact that she was doing all this semi on purpose like it's it's kind of unclear like how much she actually knew was happening to the people versus you know uh you know she just made this this world to to live in her ideal world i would have been a lot happier if there was like some villain controlling her or put her in some sort of like machine. And this is like, um, this is like what is keeping her mind from realizing she's being manipulated into doing something. And, and like, then she has to fight through it and, and escape and, and beat the bad guy or whatever. I feel like that would have been so much better than what we got here. Cause I feel like it, it makes us, it makes her out to be of a, a gray character and not in a good way. Like we're left unclear at the end, whether or not she's truly good or, or not. And I, I, I don't think that was what they were going for. I guess. Okay. To build off of that, I think it's really unclear at what point Wanda became aware of what was going on, because I do think at some point she didn't realize that that's what she did. Like she was just in a really emotional, you know, state, like having just come from the, that build, um, the building where they had his body. Yeah. Sword. The sword body. Yeah. So, um, so she comes out of that and she has that map or the, the envelope from, from vision where it has the property, um, where they're going to grow old together and she goes there and you know just everything kind of floods and then she lets out all that energy and I don't think she necessarily consciously was like I'm gonna like take control of this town and you know do, do this I think that kind of did just happen but then at some point she does realize you know something's up and and she's kind of the maybe the cause of it or something but it's really unclear to me when that happened and I guess when Agnes when when we find out she's Agatha um she does have some kind of speech at some point where she's saying like I was trying to wake you nudge you awake um so I to me that sounds like Agatha was awake before Wanda and I don't know when that was or how. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was very confusing to try and figure out. I know we tried uh, before starting the recording to figure out like, was she acting the whole time when she was fully uh, in her own senses, Agatha I'm talking about, or was she under um, Wanda's control for a period of time and then broke free at a certain point, because there's a point where we run it. Vision runs into her at the edge of town where people are barely moving or uh, not moving at all, uh, and kind of stuck 
because Wanda can't make them do what they need, what she needs them to do for in the town because they're too far away from her focus, which is what's going on in the, in the town square. And so Agnes is there in her car, like right at the edge, looking like she's trying to leave maybe. Mm -hmm. And vision does his little thing that like breaks her free long enough to talk to talk to her. And then he puts her back and she just goes back in like she's still under control. So it's really unclear at what point Agatha breaks free because like shortly after that is when the whole thing happens in her basement and and the runes and, and all that. And she's definitely free at, at that point and not, you know, under Wanda's control. So, yeah, it's really that's really confusing. And then there's a certain point where we know she knows because she's trying to, like, release the people and then something interrupts it, some, probably Agatha doing something. And so she she puts it back and then continues on for a while before finally, you know, shutting the whole thing down at, at the end of the episode. So it's like, once you know, like, especially, it, it, you know, if you're, if you're supposed to be the, you know, the hero in, of the story, like, you should be letting the whole town go. And then it should just be you and Agatha and maybe, you know, Vision and your children as the only things still in in the hex. And, and so I feel like it's kind of a, a misstep there of like the fact that she put everyone back under under control is well, kind of bothers me. That was in the middle of the fight scene. So I understand that part. Like she was trying to open up the edges or the corners of the hex and she's telling everyone go and in doing that vision is already fighting the other i'll call it the white vision because that's what he looks like um and while she's opening up the hex the vision that she's created is starting to not have powers because she's kind of reabsorbing it i don't i don't know how to describe it except for that and so she needs to close it up because her children are right there and dying in front of her vision is dying and there's not much you know they can't help her um in this fight against agatha and the the white vision uh so i think that's what was going on at that particular point but i think she realized she knew before that point what was going on so yeah there is kind of that gray area of like i don't know that moral like i know what i'm doing but I want my family more, so I'm going to keep doing, having this uh, hex. Yeah, and and that kind of brings me into the kind of the ending as well, as far as like, there was a way for her to keep her hex and her family and Agatha under control, which we don't know what happened to her at the end when she shut down the hex, because it sounded like she put her into her role within the hex and said like, you're going to be stuck here. Um, you know, after she set up the runes and everything and took away Agatha's magic. Um, but then she shut down the hex, so Agatha's kind of gone. But if she didn't completely shut down the hex and she just had it over um, that one, the one house, her, the, or well, the lot that had no house that, that Vision had directed her to, and then maybe the neighbor's house that was Agatha's, um, it's unclear if that house was Agatha's or it was the guy that was playing, pretending to be Quicksilver. Because uh, there's a point where Darcy or somebody finds his uh, like his bills, and then like rips away the necklace so he can be free of Agatha's control. And I'm not sure if that was the neighbor house that Agatha was or Agnes was supposed to be. And she took in. all 
took over the basement or yeah it's really unclear like what was there beforehand in terms of agnes or agatha like was she already in that town and then this disruption happened where it turns into the you know whatever wanda has over it but wanda never had control over agnes or it's very unclear and i guess with that yeah i just so many things where i'm like well couldn't you have just shrunk the barrier of the hex to yeah around that property line you could have still had your kids and vision for as long as you needed to you know feel right as long as you needed your little perfect world and we've already we already saw earlier like before we get white vision when she uh puts the hex energy into the drone and kind of destroys it and then throws it out like she goes out to talk to them when she throws out the drone so we've seen she can at least leave the hex and the hex stays we don't know necessarily how long maybe that's a very temporary thing so maybe that's why this wouldn't work but it seems like if she could leave the hex she could set it up where her husband and children could be in the hex and then she could leave to do whatever she needs to do you know and then come back to them you know and and have her like fake utopian uh home life and also still be doing avengers things or or whatever it is that that is the next part of mcu storytelling because like this is one of the first stories we're getting after endgame and so endgame was pretty much an ending and so now like we don't really know what mcu is going to be doing going forward so Maybe there are that she's not needed for Avengers things and she can just live a normal life with her powers. Uh, it, but it, either way, I wasn't thrilled with that in ending. If, if, of, I mean, we did get the nice, you know, speech or whatever between or um, closure moment, I guess, between her and Vision about, you know, we found each other once, maybe twice, and we can find each other again. And so it's kind of like, maybe setting up something with white vision going forward well we did talk about how like if she had that kind of closure moment and specifically that being told to her earlier maybe this wouldn't have happened or yeah this probably wouldn't have happened um but yeah i think i just i was left with a lot of gaps that i just i'm just so unsure and it makes me not like what happened like yeah like you were saying about agatha and i'm just like well she did that whole like you're you're gonna stay in that role that you picked and you're gonna be the nosy neighbor she did that before she took down the hex so to me like when you see the hex shrinking everything is reverting back like every all the um physical changes and stuff so to me that reverts agnes or agatha back that also to me means monica reverts back but i don't know that that's un well that's unclear was she still yeah she was still within the hex when it closed off right but it ends with it like closing off within her house like that's the center of it almost right yeah it's unclear because um the darcy was saying that each time she went through the barrier it, it changed her so and that was in and out for her because she got thrown out um at one point and then she went back in the third time and that's when like the the powers manifested but then 
when the it closed and she was still inside, that would have been a fourth time. So yeah, maybe she got reverted back, but I doubt it because this seemed like a the kind of a backdoor pilot for whatever they're going to do with Monica Rambo going forward. So my guess is her powers are going to stay. I get yeah, and then this is like a little bit more off topic, but also on the topic of powers, like we saw that uh, Wanda's kids had powers. Uh, specifically one of them took after her brother's powers of being really quick and fast and then the other one had uh, more of the mental powers like she does yeah it was it was unclear if it was just straight up like um, professor x mental powers because he seemed to be able to see and hear things but not really do any of the like hex i thought his hands were glowy at one point though like right before the big fight scene i don't know well anyway i when when that episode happened so it was episode six with the halloween um it was that episode um it it brought me back to wait how did uh wanda and pietro get their powers in the mcu and as far as i remember they went to um hydra to participate in experiments but i'm not sure if they got it from being experimented on or if they had it before and that's why they were going because they were special i i don't think so because the mcu at that time didn't have mutants at all because uh, it was fox had all the mutant stuff so they were there was a gray area because of comics as far as quicksilver because quicksilver in the comics at some point these two were magneto's kids and so they were mutants uh and then at other points the i think their story revolved around the high evolutionary experimenting on them and so it was more like what i think they chose to do with the mcu which is they had hydra and baron strucker do experiments on them and that gave them powers which is kind of what they had the the loki scepter thing and then she kind of goes up to sort of up to it and the the crystal or the stone kind of goes to her and then not merges but anyway um but anyway with with that happening and we don't see anything with her brother in that scene i think it was a flashback but to me if she got powers because of that her kids shouldn't have the powers that the brother have it it, it it would make sense or could be like you know the one son with the mental powers oh, okay you know taking after mom but the one for the other child of being fast didn't make sense to me i mean it now that disney has bought fox and they have access to to mutants it's highly possible that they could just be you know fresh mutants I mean, it's not really going to matter. The exact powers that like run in their family, I, or I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's it's comics. Like they they basically can do whatever they whatever they want. And uh, I mean, I think those kids are not coming back, so I don't think it really matters. But if if I had to put an explanation on it, my explanation would be that because they're a figment of Wanda's creation that that's why they have she the makes exact, them in the image of yeah. her and her brother yeah that yeah i guess i can live with that Be- well because we know that they are we don't know it at that time yet or I, th- I think of that episode that that's what they are 
I mean, we kind of know, I guess. I, I had it figured out because, like, how else would she get pregnant? Like, we know that that vision is yeah. not the real vision. Right. Because um, we've, we've seen her, like, have a... Uh, like a nightmarish moment where she sees the the dead vision with the hole in his head you know so we we know that she's done something to to make this vision whether or not it contains the parts of of old vision or not because we're kind of misdirected uh kind of i think probably episode four when uh the director of of interim director of sword is like yeah she came and stole the body and then came here you know and then we find out later that's that's not what happened but uh Mm -hmm we we know this is not the true vision and also he was an a- completely like android robot I, like that how does that even work like i knew this had to be some sort of like immaculate conception or like just part of her fantasy or, or whatever plus you know they could they aged up what either she aged them up or they aged themselves up so there was it was pretty obvious that the the There wasn't any reality going on here, at least to me. And I guess to wrap this area up, uh, yeah, with the white vision that took off after the two visions were talking to each other and figuring stuff out, um, to me it seemed like that vision had all the memories or information from what the original vision would have had. So to me, in my mind, I'm like, well, then he would know like all the history they had or that he and Wanda had. So he could make things better, potentially. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in the wrap up of this show on a number of, of fronts, one of which is like no one else like they decided to pick and choose the characters they wanted to use. So that one, they introduced Monica Rambeau. I'm, I'm happy about that. And they brought back Darcy, Dr. Darcy Lewis. Lewis and Jimmy Woo, which they pulled from, you know, Thor and Ant-Man and brought into this. And then they set up sword, you know, so, so they, they picked what they wanted to use out of the MCU. And then the rest of the story is, is really self-contained. And I feel like this amount of chaos, energy, magic, whatever, uh, Scarlet, Witch's um, powers you know read as would have got the attention of say a doctor strange or the avengers and like somebody should have shown up at some point to like check in you know whether it's at the end or somewhere in the middle or something i feel like you know not necessarily like take it over and make it you know another ensemble type uh story where there's more avenger avengers involved than just wanda and and vision but like the fact that there's no presence whatsoever from anything other than the like seven people involved, you know, and, and it, it just doesn't ring true to me. And then the fact that, yeah, now there's this white vision running around with all the memories of vision. Where did he go? You know? And, and like, yeah, why didn't he stick around to talk to Wanda? Like if he now has all these, all these memories and he's just seen, you know, Wanda fight with Agatha, like, don't you think that vision would want to have, you know, have a conversation with Wanda and be like, Hey, I'm not the same as I used to be, but I have all those memories. Like maybe we should talk at some point, you know, and, and that didn't happen. Yeah. I think what, what the show has going in terms of storyline is that there's the three, 
three things or that I see is there's Monica and there is that little clip at the end. So something could happen there. There's vision that we have no idea, kind of an unanswered, open-ended thing there. And then there's the clip with Wanda in that house across the lake. And she's sort of in an out-of-body or there's in a different room in the back, like there's her, but as like kind of Scarlet Witch looking. If, Wearing the outfit stuff, she came up with at the end. Yeah. With the book that Agatha described. And then you also hear the, her, what was her child's voice in when she was in the basement and with Agatha, the like help let me out um, kind of scream of her child. And it's definitely still her child's voice. So, not sure what was going on there except that maybe she's looking more into how how to how to be a witch but like with what agatha mentioned yeah do you have any more bad points or okay so i think this is a good transition into good points i do like i like and dislike this um there's a line in there about i don't really know what i'm doing from uh um Wanda and it's like pretty late in in the thing and it's like okay we've seen this character in like five films or I don't know I'm I'm just making up a number but several films and now this and she seems to have a pretty good grasp on what her powers do it's not like she you know moves her hands around makes some chaos energy and something unexpected happens it's generally what she intended to happen or close to it you know there's obviously the mistake with the exploding guy and takes out the building and uh I think that civil war, the very beginning of civil war um, and, and stuff. So like we've seen that she's, she started out a little rough and she's gotten better, but now she seems to really be able to control her powers. But then there's that line. And then what Agatha says about, Oh, you're a witch, but you have no training. And is like, see, I, I can do better than you cause I have training. And then she uses that lesson to do the runes and everything. So I kind of like that. Yes, she's, learning how to harness her powers even more, but I also kind of don't like that she was that good at it without any training. Like it, it seems, it seems like they, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And I don't know, it doesn't quite mesh with for me, but I do like the fact that, yeah, she, she is using the dark hold, which we know from agents of shield to now learn how to be a better witch. So when we see her again, hopefully, Oh, I just, Okay, maybe that's why there's like that out of body looking thing, like sort of translucent. Because remember how like you're not supposed. Sorry, this is spoilers. Uh, if you haven't like watched Agents of Shield, mid seasons um, like, of some sort, three like or four. three or four, yeah. Because um, in Agents of Shield, they end up getting an AI to read the book. Because if you read the book, you're like gonna explode with all the knowledge i don't know i'm or go crazy yeah. or something yeah um so i wonder if that's why she has like it's so she can like get the knowledge of reading the book but like without her physical body doing it or something i don't know how to explain this uh, that is probably what's going on it was really unclear because the the book seems ethereal too yeah except uh, there was like a physical book in agents of yes. Sh- well anyway i'm getting ahead of myself but this just sort of maybe clicked for me about why that scene was set up that way. I think it's supposed to be intentionally kind of vague and and like 
it's supposed to get you thinking. So it, it did what it was supposed to do. The, the, the teaser there, but yeah, like I, I, I appreciate that they're trying to, to show her growth a little bit there. Um, albeit I feel like that could have happened sooner, uh, in for, for me, like I, uh, I know it's kind of hard in the movies for, to fit something like that in with yeah, as much as go is going on. For lack of a better comparison for me, she's kind of like Starfire, I feel like, where emotions help her harness a greater power. Or I, I think that's Starfire, where like the more she feels a certain emotion, like her her power is the strongest, no matter what emotion it is. And I feel like for Wanda like when she feels very strongly one way or another that's when like her power is very very powerful and you see the most you know like in the big fight with sorry this is endgame spoilers but like the big fight against Thanos she she's like a force to be reckoned with and even in this show they were um it was um what's his face the director yeah uh the sword guy harm not harmoned but yeah like that like they were talking or somebody was saying like how she's the only one that could like go up against him i think or maybe that was something else that That was that came up during uh one of the briefings with the sword folks and then someone said oh well captain marvel kind of did too yeah like yeah that was the thing here is there that got me thinking uh based on the end of this is like what is the limit of her power because we're kind of shown like by I guess how some people at the edges of her her hex weren't doing anything that there may be a limit to it but then when she wanted to turn it on and expand it so that uh vision would be back within it because he tried to leave and was being you know disintegrating like she was able to just do that like it seemed like she she sort of had unlimited power but I I don't know I I kind of wanted the back to my bad point about you know the framing device around the around the the sitcom portion of this i kind of wanted some more like limits to her power like oh she's she's so focused on this this other thing's falling apart you know and maybe we got that with sort of like rooms just kind of rearranging to different eras without her knowledge like the oh, like when she's the eating 2000s the cereal or 90s yeah she's like watching things and like the lamp or the curtains are like changing from different eras or like the milk carton um changing well i think we sort of saw a limit like she was trying to open up the hex but like you can't just have it open it needs to be enclosed for other things to be whole i guess or work because you you know her kids and vision so maybe that like she can't make a hex in a hex or i don't i don't know good way to explain this but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We did see a little bit of limits. I think I wanted to see it more and earlier. Concrete. And yeah, a little more concrete, because uh, it seemed it seemed like she was able to mostly fight with Agatha and keep the hex involved, and that that seemed a little unrealistic to me. It seems like if you're constant, you know, you have to concentrate to keep the hex around, which I guess they never did really say that she had to do that, but I'm assuming she would have to. You know, then how could you also have this big, you know, knockout fight with with someone, uh, you know, pretty powerful witch and still maintain the hex? I guess that was a little bit unclear. Yeah, if she I mean, she was looking around, she was looking at her kids, looking at vision, like basically dying in front of her. So if she 
closed up the hex to have them back or so that she could focus on fighting Agatha because I think she couldn't do both but yeah it's unclear if she closed up the hex so she could fight Agatha deal with that first or or if it's both maybe well maybe it's any changes take the concentration and so since she was trying to you know open it up so people could get out and was being attacked maybe that was the reason like if she just if she was able to concentrate on opening a hole and keeping and then like kind of set it and then then it would be fine and she wouldn't have to concentrate on it Mm -hmm. that's kind of my best like middle ground explanation is that it's the changes that take the concentration not necessarily maintaining it once it's in place well, let's move on to yes. um, other good things that we liked about the show. What what else do you got? Um, so I really did like, a- and I watched the, um, I think it was called Marvel Classified. I don't know. They, it had its own thing for um, The Mandalorian, like its own, um, like The Mandalorian behind the scenes. And you could easily find it. For this one, it it wasn't tied to WandaVision or Wanda, at least that I could tell Disney Plus. It was something like Marvel Classified. But it was like an hour long special about how they how they made it. And I I really did like that the people who made this had a fondness and a desire to make the uh, sitcom element as close as possible to what it would be like. So like they got the right lighting, the right costumes, the studio audience, um, don't think they got old cameras but they did everything they could to make the 50s and 60s seven you know all the eras of the sitcoms that they were filming as period accurate as they could and it mostly worked like i i was a little like i was almost into it but then you know it's like this seems a little modern you know just like i don't know there's just there's something uh, that with modern characters in that setting that I just couldn't quite get fully into the, you know, into like, Oh, this is a show from the fifties, but it was not through lack of trying. Like they did an excellent job of making the, the sitcom episodes from those eras look like they belonged from those eras. And that was no small feat. Oh yeah. So this is definitely my favorite thing about the show is the, the con i thought the concept was fabulous uh this the style was great so just having the different screen sizes you know you're starting off in the 50s and the it's not gonna it doesn't fit your widescreen tv when you're watching watching that episode um and as you go through each of each of these eras and which is confined to an episode um for the most part there's the there's the screen size changes there's the music in the in the beginning to introduce each each episode of WandaVision and it matches each of the eras for those sitcoms at that time and the commercials uh each of the episodes had a commercial and they also fit and like as i watched those i was just like Oh, yeah, like something from that time. And they also, you know, made it fit with the Marvel Universe. So like they had the Stark Industries Toaster 2000 um, one. And I just thought that was super cool. Um, Along with like what John mentioned, the clothes, the hair, uh, they they match these styles. And and it was great. Um, 
I also noticed that the house was changing throughout these as well. So the furniture, uh, you know, the 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 staircase. Yeah, the, the staircase was changing. Just the the ornaments on the wall, uh, wallpapers, uh, curtains, everything. A uh, kitchen accessories. Yeah, so the appliances, like the um, you notice it really with the milk carton. Uh, it it goes through about three or four different eras when this is when she, things are on the fritz and changing eras like all the like really quickly it's when she's like i need a day i need a day off i need you know time for just myself that yeah that episode was great at highlighting those if you i mean i'm sure people picked up on it earlier but that one would really highlight those things i also found it fun to try and figure out like what they were basing it on and I feel I did a pretty good job. Like apparently I watched enough of these old For the intros? Well, the intros and also um, just the the style, like how the house looked. Like for instance, in the 80s one, I'm pretty sure that looked pretty close to the full house. uh, Oh, there was so much. I was like, oh my God, that's full house. And then um, she looks so much like her. Or for me, a lot of the looks that um, Wanda had throughout um, kind of the earlier uh, era episodes, I was like, oh man, she looks like I can see her sister's f- like face and the, you know, um, so this uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley are her sisters. And they were one baby on Full House. Uh, they both played the same kid. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have twins on the show. Right. And so I was just like, oh, Full House. And that episode where uh, Wanda's two kids turn into uh toddlers from infants um and that hairstyle that she had i was just like oh wow this like this really reminds me of full house i just thought it was cool that she she has twins and in real life she does have twin sisters and all of us and but wanda's also a twin she has a right it's a twin brother yeah Mm -hmm. so i just thought that was really cool um in the the Halloween episode where she comes downstairs um, because she hears her boys fighting and with the uncle um, and she comes down in the more, I don't want to say traditional, but the, the comics classic version. Comics, yeah. yeah, the original comics costume for uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that, I thought that was pretty awesome that they're kind of uh, paying tribute to that. And then, of course, having Vision come downstairs as well uh, in that classic look yeah his was modified slightly because Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the wrestling trunks with with like uh so they uh if in that uh, behind the scenes thing they showed a picture of one of the the vision and scarlet witch comics and it's it's like wrestling yellow wrestling trunks over green tights but then he also has like a garter belt or or you know the the thing goes around your stomach to like um so their way of doing it for the halloween episode was uh, basketball, yellow basketball shorts just pulled up really high, which I think it really worked. It's I just noticed, oh, it's just slightly different, but it works. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, these would be great cosplays for like modern day or just like, okay, I'm going to do like throwback Wanda and throwback Vision. And like, you're kind of just finding stuff around your house that you can use to make it fit the look of the the costume. And I, I, I don't know. I really liked that. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going back to conventions, but like I expect to see the like business vision, you know, with either like a sweater vest and tie or, you know, the suit or whatever. So it's like got the hands and the face as, you know, the, the robot, 
but then it's just wearing a, a period correct outfit of some sort. Like there were so many outfits he wore here that that people could cosplay as, and I think I think you'll see some of that, at, you know, at conventions down the line when people go again. Um, one of the other things I really loved about this was when um Wanda is expanding the barrier of the hex, um, as things become uh, encompassed by the hex, they change because that's what happens when you um breach that barrier. Um. I thought that was great. So like the the tents of the sword agents and stuff were turning into uh circus tents. That was hilarious to me cuz it's like it's like her commentary like you guys are a bunch of clowns, leave me alone. Yeah, and then yeah, right. And then they're turning into clowns. Uh the the vans or vehicles were turning into funnel cake uh you know, and food truck type type vehicles. I I that was I really like that. I think it would have been cool if there were like um, booths, like games and stuff that some of them. I mean, there probably were. It's just we didn't get to see a a ton of it because it was basically to get Vision back in and then now Darcy's in. And so they're kind of getting together to leave that area and go uh, back to the, the, you know, the main fight going on. But yeah, like I, I understand why it's in the 50s because, you know, circuses kind of lost popularity after a while. Except she wasn't. I think by that episode we were further we were in. modern, but yeah, like the the circus thing just doesn't 90s work modern. Maybe? Like that type of not circus. that kind of circus. Yeah, yeah it, that didn't exist, you know, after like the the sixties probably. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was cool, but yeah, I do realize that it didn't quite fit that era for where we already were in the story so if maybe that event happened earlier it could have worked a little better maybe like in the third episode when things are in color or something but i i just thought it was a cool feature like a cool you know little trick that they put in there of things yeah changing. And, and we'd seen something similar earlier like um when the guy's crawling through the the sewer and the breaches space. the barrier mm-hmm. like he's in some sort of like astronaut type outfit mm-hmm. and then when he comes out of the sewer he's in a beekeeper costume with bees flying around like, him which it's is the interesting. equivalent and then his um toggle the uh string, tether. Yeah, yeah tether that's what i meant um turns into a jump rope and it's i think it's really cool how like when things go back in the on the other side on the on the outside of the hex it maintains that whatever changed yeah, that's strange uh, because other things when they went out went back to normal. Uh really? Uh well when um when Monica gets thrown out of She's, it she keeps her clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I okay, I also thought that was pretty cool how like her clothes maintained the feature so like wasn't part of it Kevlar. She was wearing a um bulletproof yeah, vest. Right. So like the clothes sort of maintain the they they didn't integrity. change material they yeah. just changed the look, look and to shape. match yeah. the whatever era and I, I don't know i i thought that was pretty cool yeah and now that you mention it the things that got thrown well the drone changed when it went in to like uh or no they said get something of the right era so that it wouldn't change mm-hmm. so they got an 80s or 90s drone drone and mm-hmm. so it didn't change when it flew in because i was gonna say when it came back out that one was back to the way it was but yeah maybe when things got thrown out they didn't change but when she collapsed the hex then everything went back to normal okay 
yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, why did those things stay the same, but other things didn't? I think it's because it was when it was being removed that went back to normal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I feel like they pulled so many tricks and with this film style and I really enjoyed this concept of them trying to do this. I just don't know or I don't feel like it quite fit the storyline or the storyline didn't quite fit really, really, really well with what they were trying to do. But I like that they had this idea and of trying this out. And I thought that part was done really well. Like just they paid a lot of attention to each of the eras and trying to make it fit like the sitcom and then thinking about like, well, if things go on this side or that side of the the barrier, like what what would be the equivalent of that time to to really make it fit? And I thought they did that part well. Yeah, yeah. I, the The concept itself feels a bit shoehorned in like, oh, we have this really cool concept. Now, how do we do it? And I was racking my brain trying to figure out like, is there a better set of characters or um, or something to for this to work with? And and I'm not really sure. Like my first thought was like, oh, Ant Man's pretty funny. So like maybe if they did like an Ant Man and Cassie, you know, his daughter, um, because I think I think in the comics she becomes a, a. a superhero at some point, you know, a, a, another ant person, probably. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But like if if they did that where like, oh, it's it's, you know, uh, what what is it? Scott Lang? Yeah, Scott Lang and his daughter Cassie in a, you know, and and he's trying to hide that that he's still doing Ant-Man and she's trying to hide that she, you know, like would that have worked better as in the sitcom thing or do we need just a new character that we that hasn't been introduced in the MCU yet because like I watched the they also had a little like 7 minutes of like catch up on these characters kind of I think to prepare you for the show and it's going through all the stuff that's happened to Vision and happened to Wanda and I'm like these are so so much serious stuff has happened to them and now we're getting them dropped into this like completely comedic um type of story and it 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 just felt a little bit off just because it's like those characters seem like way more serious than that and it seems like it doesn't quite fit but i i did enjoy the the attempt uh you know that like you were saying the the effort and the aesthetic and everything just it looked great it just totally didn't quite mesh. I I feel like with kind of the wrapping portion uh, around it of like, how did we get into this? It it just didn't, didn't quite work for me. I I, I feel like something, some other choice of her like being manipulated or going to this as kind of like a, a safe space when, when she's in trouble and then having to fight her way back out and, and realize she's in, she's trapped in this probably would have rang truer to me than, what we got. I think the only other thing that I'm, I was pretty excited about with this particular show is the other characters that they brought back. Um, Like we kind of mentioned before. So like Monica and maybe advancing her storyline, you know, with that clip at the end, it looks like, okay, she's going to have this other side mission where she's got to go up. I don't know. Um, And, I can't remember who she was going to meet up with. Okay. She was supposed to meet with like a guy 
scroll uh, or maybe a Cree some something we know something else is probably happening with her um i really like that they brought agent Wu back i think more might have could have been like i i know this is about wanda and vision but like i think i don't know like in in ant-man and, and the wasp he or in ant-man he's like trying to do magic tricks and stuff and i feel like if oh when they were watching the the second first or second episode where like the, the talent, talent show. show like if if like he they could have just did a short you know few second thing of like oh they're doing a talent show and like they're doing magic and if he just like has cards or something and he like tries to show the other people in the tent and they're just like oh my gosh stop i don't know i just I, I feel like they could have did a little bit more, but maybe we'll see more of him later. I love that they brought uh, Dr. Lewis uh, back. Um, I liked her in the Thor movies and, and the other movies that she shows up in. She, she's got some great lines and I just, I like her, her personality and like her quirkiness. And um, I just, yeah, I, I like that she, she came back in this one Uh and the whole conversation in the car with the other three people and, you know, oh, trying to figure out what are their specialties and then just kind of making that statement about like, oh, great. So they have no idea what we're dealing with. So that's why they you know brought all of us in uh, and how they dealt with her being uh, handcuffed to the car and then being uh, absorbed or not absorbed, but within the barrier. And so she's the get out of all the chains and, and locks uh, person of the circus. So I, I like her character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. And yeah, I, I guess this is progressing Monica's story. Cause right. She was introduced in, in Captain Marvel as, as a little girl. And then, yeah, this is just what I meant by introducing is now she has powers. Like before she was just Monica Rambo, regular person in the, in the MCU. So yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I, I feel like, it's excellent use of some of these side characters that people liked. Cause yeah, people like Darcy, people like agent Wu, you know, a bunch of people are, were excited in Captain Marvel that they put Monica Rambo in even as a child. And so now they're extend they're They're like, okay, yes, we recognize that people like this character. We're going to continue her story. You know, where next? I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's more Wanda story and she'll be in that, or if she'll get her own thing or she'll be a part of, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which started up like almost immediately after WandaVision ended, but um, is is still going. So we haven't we haven't uh, watched it yet. Um, so yeah, I I definitely agree. Like I like the people they chose to put in, um, and, and yeah, I do want to see more of them in in future uh, Marvel TV or or movies because it's it's like Coulson, you know, he got he was the like fan favorite from Avengers and then we get him in agents of shield and you know, that was great. So hopefully, yeah, similar things are going on here. Um, do you have any more good things? Uh, that about wraps it up for me. I just, like I said, the, the style and the way they decided to do this, I, I thought was really just aesthetically beautiful and well done. The music choices, everything yeah, agreed. Uh, so I'll I'll jump into my uh, final thoughts then and and rating. Um, I agree with you. I think I think they they were ambitious. They had fun with it, and it shows. You know, and it it was well produced. Not a huge fan of the story. Um, it just so many choices that I feel like 
kind of undermined what we'd already learned about Wanda, you know, and, and, and it felt kind of like a step back and then like kind of the ending maybe felt a little bit rushed of like, Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm good. You know, I realized I made a mistake. I I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. And then I'm going to study to be better, you know, and, and, and just kind of, I'm curious what we get next. Like if there's, you know, that still that sense of loss and that, you know, need for closure. And we get that conversation with white vision um, or whatever he looks like at going forward. Cause he doesn't have to stay white, white vision. Um, then, you know, maybe that'll change my mind. But as of, as of right now, um, I, I, I'm going to give this six uh, breakfasts for dinner out, out of 10. Like it looked great, but, it felt like eating a donut. Like I felt like unsatisfied afterward, but it, but it tasted great while I ate it. I, I did think that was kind of cool. I was at the, like, I dream of genie type, like the things are mixing in the kitchen on their own and all the, it's more bewitched. Bewitched. Okay. Cause genie's more the like blink or twiggle the nose. Uh, well, nose is bewitched. It's more instant, like mm, wish granting. Okay. And bewitched is more the... They zoom, like things, things kind of flew around. around. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I That was cool. And breakfast for dinner is definitely, definitely a good thing. Um, I think uh, for me, 10 out of 10 for sure on the style of the film and the way they chose to go about this, but more of a seven for the storyline so kind of with that I think I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten catchy intro music for WandaVision or what were some of the other ones WandaVision WandaVision or something like that I think that was one of those yeah I'm I just think that was great I you know the costumes the hair the house um I really feel for them. They, I think they had, they were filming this and then each episode is completely different. So it's not like, I, I don't think you could kind of go back really easily to redo things. So I think they did pretty good with that. And maybe that, that maybe that's what kind of hurt the storyline is you don't quite know what gaps are going to come up from your story and just kind of filming this in whatever sequence they did but not really being able to go back and be like oh we got to add in this other line or or whatnot so yeah yeah because i guess the the sitcom portion of it like because of the live studio audience and, and everything like it probably yeah wasn't as easy to go fix something in that as it would be in the mcu-ness portion you know, or the, the, like when the fight with Agatha, that kind of stuff, that's kind of more modern day, like that might be easier to go re redo some shots than, than the sitcom portion. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so I think overall that means our rating falls somewhere, but between like a seven and a half and an eight, I think, I don't know. Sounds about right. Um, what did you guys think? Did you enjoy WandaVision? Did you like, uh, what they're doing? Are you excited to see Falcon and Winter Soldier? Uh, you can email us at arcreactionspod at gmail.com or you can leave your comments on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash arcreactionspodcast. You can tweet them at us at arcreactionspod and you can tumble our way at arcreactionspodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find the show on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and more. 
Once again, a big thank you to Packy for our intro and outro music. And join us next month for whatever our next episode is. I'm leaning towards season two of Umbrella Academy because I still really want to watch that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been a Cat Interrupted Production.